click drive time keeping you informed and inspired we love god we ought to be able to talk about him getting you started on your day with the latest in breaking news and information from the vatican to the white house and everything in between it's serious it's fun it's your catholic drive time Good morning, Catholic Drive Time family, and happy Friday to you. Thank you for joining us this morning. How are you doing this morning? Man, I hope you're doing well. So today, today is Friday, August 18th, and the 19th week in Ordinary Time. My name is David Magianis, and I am the business manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I am the substitute host. Actually, I am the last substitute host for Catholic Drive Time. Adrian is still out, probably on the last leg of his vacation, a well-deserved vacation. So uh, still keep Adrian and his family in your prayers as he uh, treks back to Houston. So I'm here in the Houston studio. I'm joined by the rest of the CDD, CDT team, producer Taylor Van Nest and co-host Rudy Carlos. Taylor, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I saw you in the parking lot, so you and I arrived at the same time, so uh, that was a good sign. And, uh, you know, the good thing about uh, coming this early, there's hardly any traffic. So yeah. uh, so that's awesome. Very true. That's true. So, uh, And then uh, I've got uh, my co-host, Rudy Carlos. Rudy, how are you doing today? Are you, re you ready for a great show today? Well... Not so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Friday. It is it's Friday. A, it's, a, it's a great day today because uh, we're, we have actually a lot of work to do here. After the show, uh, the, uh, the studio here in Houston is going to get a complete revamp. And so we're really excited for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Look out for pictures on that. Maybe maybe follow us on so social media, and you'll see some of the pictures of us tearing down the, uh, the studio here in, in Houston. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit later in our show and just kind of – you know, uh, what is it called? Peek behind the curtain and yeah. uh, and kind of give the uh, listening audience, uh, you know, a, a, a description of what we're going to be doing today and uh, what's planned for next week. Yeah. And then after that, Rudy, it's it's you know, it's on. It's on, buddy. It is on with what uh, is being planned for you and your department. So uh, I'm anxious to talk about that. So I hope you are, too. So uh, it's going to be a great show today. So um Taylor and Rudy and our dear listeners, before we get too far into the show, I would like to say a prayer for all our listeners and our guests today. And I want, to, I want to pray this morning offering to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So please join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we offer you our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass offered throughout the world in reparation for all our sins, for all the intentions of your sacred heart, and in particular for the intentions of our Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So now, let's go to Rudy for the news. Sounds great. Thank you, David. Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here are today's breaking news and stories. This is a really crazy one. Uh, this one's from Breitbart. And the headline goes, Facial Recognition Tech Leads to Wrongful Arrest of a Heavily Pregnant Detroit Woman. I mean, you would expect this sort of technology to be uh, used in China, but it's actually being used in Detroit. 
Now, the Detroit Police Department has come under scrutiny after wrongfully arresting an innocent woman eight months into her pregnancy because of a flawed facial recognition match. The AI-driven technology mistakenly pointed to the heavily pregnant woman for a robbery and carjacking case, charges that were absolutely absurd because her physical condition at the time uh, did not fit the crime. And uh, Daily Wire reports, Trump lawyers urge him to cancel event where he's expected to release a 100-page-plus report on election fraud. Trump was expected to release a 100-page-plus document compiled by one of his communication aides, but had been warned by his lawyers to avoid doing so, saying, quote, They never went after those that rigged the election. He continues saying, They only went after those that fought to find the riggers, the uh, former president said. Tune in tomorrow for the dramatic continuation of the America soap opera. And Catholic News Agency reports former liberation theologian says the movement fueled decline of Catholicism in Brazil. Now, the movement gained popularity in the 1970s and emphasized freedom from poverty and oppression as the key to salvation. That uh, seems contrary to what our Lord said, the poor you will always have with you. It is necessary for the church to once again emphasize Christ as priest, as master and Lord, and not just the fight against poverty and the climate crisis, said a former founder of the movement. In the late 1960s, when the liberation theology began its long dominion over religious thought in Brazil, more than 90% of Brazilians were Catholics. Since then, the percentage of Catholics in the Brazilian population has decreased and now stands at 51%. Now, those were all your breaking news and stories for now, but there will be more, uh, so keep it dialed on Catholic Drive Time for more. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us informed. And now let's go to the Gospel reading. Our Gospel reading for Friday, August 18th, 2023, is from Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 through 12. So the Pharisees approached Jesus and wanted to test him, and they stated, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause whatsoever? Now Jesus replied, Have you not read from the beginning the, from the, beginning, the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, man must not separate. But the the Pharisees, you know, they were on a mission to trip Jesus, and and, uh, Jesus said, and uh, I'm sorry, they said this to Jesus. Then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? But Jesus laid the hammer down and told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the the marriage is unlawful, and marries another, commits adultery. And now his disciples, they wanted to get into the action as well and stated, If that is the case of a man with his wife, is it better not to marry? Jesus answered, not all can accept his not all can accept this word but only those to whom that is granted some are incapable of marriage because they were born so some because they were made so by others some because they have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven whoever can accept this ought to accept it the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ and now uh So, Rudy, now let's go to the saint of the day. Today is the feast of St. Helena of Constantinople. It is a pious belief that St. Helena was born within the city of Colchester, England, 
Though it has been disputed, it is, cert it is certain that she was a British princess. She embraced Christianity late in life, but her immense faith and piety greatly influenced her son, Constantine, the first Christian emperor, and served to, to kindle zeal in the hearts of the Roman people. She was renowned for her, for her humility and, despite her noble blood, assisted the poor at the divine office. And her alm, alms showed her to be a mother to the poor and to the distressed. Late in her 80s, in her 80s, she made a holy pilgrimage to Jerusalem with the ardent desire to find the true cross that our, our blessed Lord suffered on. After much labor, three crosses were found on Mount Calvary together with the nails and the inscription recorded by the evangelist. Despite finding the crosses, she, was still yet, she, was, she still was yet to discover which one our Lord died upon for our sins. At the advice of Bishop Macarius, the three were applied successfully to a woman afflicted with an incurable disease, and no sooner had the correct cross touched her, she arose perfectly healed. St. Helena had a gr glorious church built on Mount Calvary to receive the precious relic and had some fractions of it sent to Rome and Constantinople where they sol solemnly exposed the relics for adoration by the faithful. She died in the year 328. St. Helena, pray for us. Wow. Wow. I've got a quick commentary, Rudy, on the uh, gospel for today. Um, so today, uh, in this commentary, it talks about the sacrament of holy matrimony. And we bring up this term, and we also bring up a term used in the Old Testament, in Old Testament quite a bit, which is the hardness of your heart which means uh, that, you know, people are turn away, turning away from our Lord, from our God. Now, the opposite of hardened heart is a contrite heart, a heart that asks for forgiveness and allows it to be purified and cleansed. And that's how we get a chance to deepen our love for God and also for one another. We do that as husbands and wives, priests, relig religious in our communities, and the softening of our hearts is our goal in human relationships. But we allow hearts to get hardened and, um, and remain hard in a particular sin. And so Jesus is saying the opposite. He's saying, allow your hearts to be softened and develop an attitude of prayer, contrition, forgiveness, an attitude of confession, and this will allow your hearts to be softened and purified. We ask Jesus today to soften our hearts. So, Rudy... Um, Great gospel reading for today because it's going to tie into the theme of kind of what I want to talk about today. Mm. And uh, but first, uh, the saint of the day. Uh, have you had a chance to see any relics of the True Cross? Yeah, actually, one time. Uh, this was back when I was in California. There was this uh, this event that would take place at the seminary there at uh, St. John Seminary in, uh, in Camarillo, I believe. And uh, they would do this every summer. They'd gather all the young adults. They would have adoration, mass, and, uh, you know, all kinds of other activities there. But uh, one of the, the interesting things that happened was after the mass, as people process out and they, you know, go and do their own thing and connect with other young adults, they actually placed a relic of the true cross there for veneration on the altar. Wow. And uh, I, hadn't, I didn't even know. I don't think they even, uh, you know, announced it. But it was there, and it was incredible. I'd never... Uh, looked at something so interesting before it really is the most interesting thing in the world to, to see the 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 wood of the cross that actually carried our lord that's 
I mean, that's really incredible. And the story, too, is really cool, uh, you know, of St. Helena actually finding the cross. Well, she applies a somewhat of a scientific method in trying to figure out which one is, you know. Which one is it? There's three of them. And sure enough, with uh, the addition of, uh, of faith to science, she finds that the true cross is the one that heals this woman. That's incredible. It's incredible. I love the story. It's, uh, you know, I would never have thought of that, right? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, me being man, us being, uh, you know, of this earth, right? I, you know, just to have that true faith, having that true faith of, uh, hey, wait, there's a, there's a lady here that's sick. Let's get this cross and the lady together. Uh, that, that's got to work, <laughs> Let's right? Let's see what happens. That, I don't know. That's got to work, right? And it does work. And so uh, that is so awesome. I love that you got a chance to see that as well. And yeah. so uh, I'm sure it's good. it's a great memory. So uh, you haven't seen him? I have not. Oh, okay. uh, but, you know, uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that because uh, I know we have uh, relics that travel all around yeah. the world and stuff. So uh, I want to try to catch the next. Uh, we got to get Father Carlos Martins to come out and. Bring another relic. He's the relic guy. I know. I got know. Every relic. He was here not too long ago. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it was great. So it's great for you that uh, you got to uh, do that. So uh, thanks for sharing that story. Uh, you know what? I want to thank uh, all our listeners on the Guadalupe Radio Network and also on the Catholic Spirit Radio Network, too. And uh, also you get a chance uh, to also listen on our GRN app, which you can download on your smartphone for free. For free. I said that for free. So, uh, you know, I use this app quite a bit as I go for my early morning runs. And uh, and if I get this right, uh, Rudy, so don't forget to check us out on all the major social media platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Odyssey, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Is that right? <laughs> did, I get, did I catch them all, Rudy? You did, yes. And if you want to comment, dear listener, and, uh, and join us as we stream live to these platforms, you can go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt and you'll see all those different platforms you can join and and, and send a comment yeah because uh, uh rudy today's casual friday right i mean do we still do casual fridays i mean uh i know normally we wear ties uh <laughs> during the show but today i'm wearing my jacket you're wearing your blue jacket so i'm wearing a blue jacket i've got uh i've got a, a polo on here but uh yeah it's i mean casual we're, friday we're going to tease a little bit here we're going to talk about why we're casual uh talking about a little bit of the the restoration or the rather the the renovation of yes. this great studio here for the benefit of souls at the guadalupe radio network so yes exactly we'll talk about that later exactly and then uh we're about to come to a break but i uh, just want to mention that uh Today's theme, uh, Rudy, I want to capture and talk about uh, families. I want to talk about marriages, and uh, our guest for today will uh, help us with that. Uh, he works for a great organization, and he is going to uh, share what his organization, organization can do for Catholic men, Catholic women, uh, husbands, fathers, and uh, help your families to grow and, and grow in love and stuff. So. Uh, we're about to go to a break, and uh, when we get back, there's a couple of things, Rudy, that I want to reflect on that happened this week. So stick around. We'll be back right after this break. Hey, Donnie, what are the mysteries that we pray on the rosary? Glorious, luminous, joyful, and there you go. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. 
This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, we should not blame people for whatever bad things they may sometimes do. We should not judge them for their faults. We should be kind and merciful. Well, of course we should be kind and merciful. However, it is not merciful to say that we should not blame them for the sins they commit. As G.K. Chesterton says, blame is actually a compliment. It is a compliment because it is an appeal to a man's soul. When we call a man a coward, we are, in so doing, asking him how he can be a coward when he could be a hero. When we rebuke a man for being a sinner, we imply that he has the potential of being a saint. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, where we keep you informed and inspired. And thank you for joining me uh, this morning. My name is David Magianis, and I am the business manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I am the substitute host for today. Uh, Adrian will be back on Monday, but doing this show, but doing this show from Dallas. And now you're saying, David, why is Adrian going to be in Dallas? Well, I'll tell you what. Today. Um, our studio is going to get a huge makeover. It's going to, you know, we're going to, <laughs> you know, we got the crews out there in the uh, in the uh, hallway ready to go. They got their jackhammers, and uh, they're just waiting for our show to be finished at 8 o'clock. But, uh, uh, no, but I'm kidding. Uh, so, Rudy, are you ready for this new makeover? Yeah, you know, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a, a fantastic addition for the Guadalupe Radio Network. And, um, you know, I, I was recently promoted. Uh, this is why I kind of have been off the show, but I'm, I'm on just temporarily. I uh, was promoted to be the executive director of digital development and develop, developing our digital footprint all over the world for the benefit of souls. And one of those big projects is actually coming in and, and renovating the studio, not only with audio, which is not really my part, but the video part. And uh, so I'm excited to install these brand new cameras. Everything's going to look really, really impressive and amazing. And hopefully it will touch the souls you know, if people coming into the church or people who don't know anything about the church, they'll come across some of our content, and it'll be uh, an opportunity for them to get to know our Lord Jesus Christ. That is my hope, and I, I pray for that, and uh, I know I know that's something you hope for as well. Yeah, I, I do, and uh, let me see if I can tie this in with uh, what you just what what you just said. So, uh, two big things that happened this week, uh, Rudy. So, number one. So on, on August 15th, which was three days ago, uh, back in 1981, 1981, 42 years ago, Mother Angelica launched EWTN oh, wow. with the help of our Lord. Since then, EWTN has, be, has become the largest religious media network in the world, reaching millions of people worldwide with the gospel message. And uh, Rudy, can you imagine that? 42 years ago. Flies. All right, so let me yeah exactly. So let me uh, let me see if I can correlate this together. So, you know, launching uh, you know you're launching something for the first time. You know, you turn on the switch, and uh, you know whatever you're doing, producing whatever. I don't, uh, uh, I'm guessing it was uh, a TV show. You don't know how it's going to go, right? You mm -hmm. don't know how the future looks. Who's watching? Who's watching? How many people? Uh, and, you know, is it is it uh, you know conveying great content and people are excited and stuff, or eh, you know, yeah, you know, and it's going to die off in another year or two. So you know, today 
is the last day or, or the first day, however you want to say it, of the launch of our digital uh, media. How would you say it? The digital... Our digital footprint. Yeah. yeah. Our additional, uh, yeah, it's going to be... Um, so in two weeks. All right, so uh, here, uh, we'll lay this out. Sorry. So uh, today we start the demo yes. work uh, at about 9 a.m. this morning, mm -hmm. uh, Central Time. And uh, next week uh, we have our uh, Dallas engineer coming in, Kent Loney, to, along with our help, to remake the studio. Yeah, and then with your help, and uh, I've, I've, I see like uh, ten thousand boxes all in our offices, and uh, we're going <laughs> to install. About, yeah. yeah, we're going to install this new equipment, and so in roughly two to three weeks, you're going to launch the digital network. Yeah, essentially. I mean, well, you know, we we already we, we have do, the, the pieces do. in in place here, you know, but it's it's really just going to kick it to the complete next level, right? And there's already going to be some some other interesting things that we're developing on the back end. For again, for the benefit of the soul, you know, this this apostolate, you know, along with EWTN, taking inspiration from EWTN, you know, we we launched this because we want to give everything to God. We want the best for God. We want uh, for God's people, for souls. You know, we we want to give God our best uh, for for His glory, and uh, this is uh, just really the the beginning of what can be possible. I agree, and I agree, and uh... and it's all thanks to our donors. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, dear listeners, our, our, so our listeners, our donors, our supporters, our benefactors, I always pray for those guys. Yeah. And uh, we thank you so much. I think you and I were talking uh, yesterday about how this, our network's been over, around for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it's, and uh, I just kind of see God just, you know, with his hands, you know, just, just pushing us. You yeah. know, he's just pushing us in. You know we're we you know we're doing and making decisions every day. We make business decisions every day, and and uh, despite despite you know uh, we were talking about the apostles yesterday, and uh, you know uh, you know we're not we're not the you know the best the best of the best, but we're pretty good. <laughs> but God God is pushing us into this right direction, and right now the next direction is uh, digital. That's right. Yeah. You know, I I think to myself, I'm like, man. Why'd you call me a knucklehead? You know, to, right. me to too. come and do this sort of thing. Me too. But, uh, me yeah. too. And uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's it exciting. Is. And uh, and I can't wait to see what it's going to look like uh, in two weeks, uh, six months, and a year. Yeah. And uh, you know, we should probably celebrate that as an anniversary and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful thing to tie it back to the story. You know, to see uh, Mother Angelica's legacy, EWTN going strong. Uh, producing awesome content, you know, uh, they have uh, sort of a hand in uh, in the Spirit World, which airs here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. We produce that show uh, on Saturdays, and Taylor's a part of that show as well. But uh, yeah, th she's left an incredible legacy on so many, right? Uh, so many, so many converts, so many people who are uh, informed about their faith, right? And uh, and what we're doing is right. We're not uh, we're not waiting. We're being proactive. Yeah. So we're we're using new technology, and uh, we're going to try to reach more souls, and that's exciting. That is exciting. So I wanted to mention that one piece. Uh, number two, Rudy. Number two. Uh, here's the one that I wanted to bring up. So basically, for the uh, entire country, uh, this week, school started. Hmm. School is starting, and uh, so I had two daughters starting uh, school this week, and uh, my daughter in college is starting next week so uh i know you don't have um kids in school yet yeah but you're but i'm going to try to get you ready i'm going to try to get <laughs> you ready as much as i can and uh just let you know uh all the uh all the great moments that come about 
when you prepare your kids for school. And uh, you know, for a you know for a family, it's it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal because uh, you know we're coming back uh, off of summer and all the vacations and just being very uh, relaxed and and uh, you know not uh, having our big routines and schedules. But man, when you start school, man, you got to get back to that routine. And for a new parent, as you start a school, uh, you're sending your kids to school. You're going to establish a schedule, establish a routine, and uh, it, it kind of gets hard. It gets hard to get that uh, train moving, but uh, you know. But it's it's great. You know, uh, you get to wake up the kids, good or bad, waking up the kids. But uh, <laughs> you know, you make their breakfast, you uh, make their lunch, uh, you figure out, okay, I'm dropping them off at school. Uh, who's picking them up? Uh, you got dinner, you got homework, you got, uh, and then uh, baths for the evening, and then tuck them into bed do it again the next day and uh so it's it's really great it's really great and um dave how does it feel to uh to send off your your daughter to college i mean because that that to me i mean i think about my my oldest daughter is two years old and i already feel shattered every time i think about you know her moving out or maybe getting married or having a vacation even and going to a convent or something like that i mean just letting the thought of of love letting go is just so uh so intense for me. What was that look like for you? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. And uh, just between you and I, okay, just between <laughs> you and I. But uh, keep it a secret, dear listener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's 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 tough, Rudy. I hate to say that. And uh, but uh, you know, as a father, you know, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of, about that today in our show about uh, the importance of being a father, and and the love you have for your kids, but. When we took our oldest daughter to Austin, and, um, you know, uh, I didn't know what to expect. And, uh, you know, the dads, you know, they tried to be strong for the family, and they are. Mm -hmm. And they are. But, uh, whew, man, my daughter started to, you know, we're about to leave. You know, we were there with her the whole weekend. We're about to leave. And I'm like, kind of like you, thinking, wow, I'm, I'm leaving my daughter here uh, for the first time. And so, you know, I, I started to shed some tears. And, um and uh, so that was tough. And then here, my second one, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we moved her out of her, her apartment, uh, and she's moving into a new apartment. So anyway, uh, so she came home. We piled our two trucks with all her stuff. <laughs> and uh, so we came back home, and she was with us for two weeks. And uh, that was awesome. You know, that was great. Uh, she was with us. And uh, my other daughter was in Austin, but uh, we, we got to spend some time with her the previous weekend. And so, uh, anyway, uh, number two daughter was, was with us, and so it was her time to go. And, uh, again, I, I relived those emotions again of, oh, man, she's leaving. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we had a quick breakfast, and I saw her drive away. <sighs> and uh, I was there by myself in the parking lot, and I was just like, almost bawling again you know <laughs> oh, and um you know there's uh, i've got another funny story um you know when i moved from uh odessa to austin uh, mm -hmm. so it was a big deal we had i had three other roommates and and uh, all of our families all of our families uh, uh we all caravaned six hours on the road to austin to, to move all our furniture and stuff like that and we, we had a great time on the weekend and, uh, you know, my dad, you know, strong and uh, never I never seen him cry. And um, so uh, I, he uh, we you know, we said our goodbyes and all that good stuff. And 
I didn't know this until about 20 years later. You know, I don't know who told me, my mom or my, my brother or whatever, but when my dad, my family uh, left Austin to go back to Odessa, my dad bawled all the way home, and I had no idea. And, uh, and uh, I always wondered about that. And uh, so now, you know, as you get older, uh, Rudy, as you get older, you're going to, you know, you're going to start uh, either, either, you know, there's a lot of dust in the air, a lot of dust in the air, but you start to get more emotional, and uh, you start to um, kind of see the life of your kids. You see them grow up, and you're excited to see what they're going to do next, what's their next chapter in their lives, and you have to let go. Yeah. You have to let go. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, uh, well you're, not, you're not supposed to be ready because, you, you know, you got uh, 16, 17, 20 years <laughs> to create all these great moments with your kids. And, to uh, say that it hurts more. It hurts like more. <laughs> but, you know, but if it really hurts, though, that means that, you know, you, you did your job. Mm. I think you did your job. And uh, so that's what's exciting about today. Uh, we get a chance to talk about uh, families and uh, uh, our next guest, uh, he'll come in the next segment. Uh, I think he's in that same, he's in the age between you and I. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're the young dad, I'm the older dad, and uh, our guest will be right in the middle. <laughs> and we'll get to share all these stories, and uh, it's going to be a great show today. Um, the other thing about schools is uh, Catholic schools. I just want to mention real quick, uh, it's really great to see new schools, new Catholic schools uh, coming up and, and starting. Uh, we, you know, Rudy, we're in the Houston area, and uh, we've recently uh, started up two new high schools, uh, Cathedral High School, which is just down the road from our studio, and then uh, a new Catholic school, St. Peter Catholic Career and Technical High School, where they're going to teach vocations there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, you know, if we have, you know, our parents that are listening in our listening audience, uh, you know, take advantage of, and I, I say that to you as well, Rudy, take advantage of looking at Catholic schools in your area, you know, and it's going to be great to uh, use that as an opportunity to see and deepen the faith in your children and yourself as well. So that's the music that we have and uh, that means we're going to a break so in our next segment I'll be introducing to you our next guest Mark Hartfield who's the vice president of Paradises Day don't go too far we'll be right back Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. In your view, was the Virgin Mary simply an obedient woman who willingly gave biological and maternal matter to Jesus and therefore has been given undue adoration? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Virgin Mary is in the first book of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, all through the Gospels and close to 15 other typologies throughout Scripture. Secondly, the Ark of the Covenant. It was the most revered object in the history of the children of Israel. That ark carried the presence of God. Well, goodness, the Virgin Mary did not just carry the presence of God. She carried God himself. Thirdly, something to think on. If God is a father, he is, and we are known as his children, we are, and the body of Christ are called brothers and sisters, they are. Wouldn't God provide a mother for his church? He did. So here's an idea. Ask a wartime veteran who soldiers cry out for in a moment of fear. That's right, their mother. Mother Mary, pray for us. 
I don't know why I turned on my radio because I've kept my radio off for years. And once I turned it on, I was absolutely hooked. I love the shows with the Catholic apologist. I love the shows with the sort of day-to-day psychologist, Greg and Lisa Popchek. I love hearing not just of other people's problems who call in, but I love getting the Catholic take on how to deal with day-to-day reality. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here are more breaking news and headlines for you. Here's a good news story. This one is from Catholic Vote, and uh, they say that uh, over 80% of American voters support anti-porn age verification laws. To prevent children from the age of 18 from accessing online porn, seven states have passed legislation that requires websites with pornographic content to implement an age verification system or face penalties. The poll conducted between August 11th and the 14th asked a sample of registered voters the following question. Would you favor or oppose a national version of this age verification law that would apply in all 50 states? A combined 83% of those polled said that they favored the hypothetical national law. 58% of all responders uh, replied that they strongly favored the law and 25% indicated that they somewhat favor it. John Schweppe, who is the policy director at the American Principles Project, noted that age verification laws are the most broadly popular culture war policy the conservative organization has ever seen. Thanks be to God. The National Catholic Register reports, Explore Nebraska's Adoration Chapels with a new pilgrimage passport. Dubbed the Eucharistic Passport Pilgrimage, the Diocesan Diocesan Initiative rather is modeled after the Nebraska Passport, a project of the Nebraska Tourism Commission designed to encourage exploration of the state's various attractions. Bishop Conley said, central to the passport project is sharing the importance of visiting and adoring Christ in person. is to lead pilgrims to 17 designated Eucharistic Adoration Chapels in Nebraska and offer the pilgrims a stamp on went there. Bishop Conley said that they plan to offer a prize of some sort for any pilgrims who visit all 17 locations, though what exactly the prize will be is yet to be determined. But between you and I, dear listener, if, uh, if somebody goes to all of these chapels, I think that they already have treasure in heaven. And Ground News reports mortgage rates hit 7.09%. That's the highest in more than 20 years. The average long-term U.S. mortgage rate has reached its highest level in 20 years, hitting 7.09, creating challenges for potential home buyers who uh, were already grappling with high home prices and limited supply. Homeowners uh, who secured lower borrowing costs two years ago are now hesitant to sell their properties and purchase new ones at higher rates, contributing to a shortage of available homes for sale. Now they should have asked uh, the realtor how it was simultaneously a good time to sell and buy. Those were all of your headlines this morning. May God bless all of your holy efforts today. Thank you, Rudy, for those uh, stories. And uh, wow, prayer warriors, keep your prayers going. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, need some prayers. Um, so yeah, so uh, all right, let me introduce our next I'm sorry, let me introduce our guest for today. Our guest for today is Mark Hartfield. He is the vice president of Paradisus Day. So, Mark, welcome to Catholic Drive Time. Good morning, David. How are you guys doing? Good to be here. Great. Uh, happy Friday to you, Mark. And how's your morning going so far? Is it casual Friday where you're going to be going at today? <laughs> yeah, it's casual Friday. So it's, it's, it's a good day. 
um, TGIF. You know, normally we lead a, a rosary at 630 every single Friday uh, with 500 men. So I, I took off of that this morning. I'm always up at this hour, um, but happy to be on your show. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, that, that rosary that you do. It's, uh, that's, uh, wow, over 500 men. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, Mark, before we get into Paradisa's day, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, so I have a family. We have four children, my wife Katie and I. Uh, we met at Franciscan University, um, and we've been in the Houston area for about a little over 18 years. Uh, I'm from here originally, but we came back. It's interesting how uh, God's providence worked out. Um, Katie, my wife, got the job at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church back in 2005. That's precisely where Steve Bowman had just started <laughs> Batman Is You. Wow. He had started... The semester before that in the fall of 04 and so uh, we were there at the parish and and that man as you got started that year and and there was a buzz about it and, and men started coming from other churches and um he went looking to hire somebody right so and i was right there in his backyard so my wife and i started there she was the youth minister at saint cecilia's for seven years um, we have three little girls maria claire and lucy um, and then a little boy colby named after Maximilian Colby. So they are 15 down to five. Um, and the little Colby guy, uh, he's given us a run for our money and our girls are really sweet. <laughs> wow. So we're having fun. That is um, awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so uh, is St. Cecilia still your parish? Uh, it's not my home parish anymore. We live out in Katy. So Epiphany yeah. on, on Sundays is mostly where we go. And then I office here near St. John Vianney. So I like to go to daily mass at Vianney as many times as a week as I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're not too far from our office, and uh, so that's kind of cool. And uh, you're always invited to come and, and hang out with us, and uh, especially in a couple of weeks, you'll uh, um, we'll have our new studio up and running. So uh, that's awesome. And uh, you know what I. Uh, I forgot to mention this, and so we'll kind of talk a little bit about this now. Uh, Rudy, I forgot to mention, uh, I wanted to give out a poll question. Uh, can we do that on Catholic Drive Time? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if I'm breaking any uh, rules no. or anything. but uh, All right, so let's do this. Uh, and it's, uh, So, Mark, I'll be asking you as well, but what is it that you like about being a uh, mom and dad? Hmm. Can we get some comments on that? Can we? Uh, and I'm going to have you monitor. Uh, oh yeah, on on sure. our uh, social media platforms. But yeah. what is it that you like about being a mom or a dad? And uh, so, for example, uh, for myself, you know, I like cooking. Uh, I like cooking for my girls, and uh, especially on uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Mm. And uh, so I love doing that, and also coaching. Uh, I've been coaching my girls for over um, over 20 years. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, and this year will be my last year to coach my girls. They're wow. they're moving into high school unless I I end up coaching in high school level, but uh, I'm not sure about that yet. But uh, let me go to you, Rudy. What is yeah. it that you like being about a dad? For me, you know, the most uh, uh, incredible thing is is taking my daughter out, who's two, and she seems so uh, so animated and, and really interested in everything that, that I'm up to. Uh, so it's always uh, taking her out, um, you know, out to the park or something like that. She just enjoys being outside in nature, and I do too. And I think that's just a, a wonderful thing that we can share. You know, something that we bond over. Uh, one time we went out canoeing, 
And, uh, you know, it, it, it seemed to me like she didn't like it at all. But uh, ever since then, she's been pestering me saying, hey, can we go canoeing? Can we go canoeing? Can we go Can we go row the boat? <laughs> nice. That is nice. So I enjoy spending a lot of uh, outdoor time with, with my daughter, yeah. All right. Mark, what about yourself? Well, I had that outdoor question the other day, but I was like, it's 105 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to wait another month <laughs> here in Houston. Uh, but, you know, it's crazy, guys. I don't mean to do this, but I, I just think so deeply about fatherhood. Uh, yeah. My favorite, probably my favorite John Paul II quote, he says, men relive and reveal on earth the very fatherhood of God. Mm. And gosh, that just hits me to my core. And so the actions and activities uh, hopefully flow forth from that, this realization that's my greatest dignity, it's my greatest responsibility, it's part of my identity, you know, first and foremost, a beloved son of God, but then he gives us the gift to share the same title as God, you know, the father to our children. And so we're supposed to be, you know, a shadow of the father um, who is rich in mercy to our children. So all those things you described, I agree. And there's something, the reason those are so beautiful is they point to something so much deeper is we're, we're getting to live the life, so to speak, in a unique way of God the Father here on earth to these children. I love, you know, this of this this collaborative union that we have with with God, right? I mean, when we uh, come together as husband and wife and uh, and uh, God gives us the opportunity to create life with him, that's a huge responsibility. And what you mentioned there is as a, a husband and a father to form your children is the logical continuation of this collaborative relationship that we have with God, because we know that our children are not our own. These children are, are entrusted to us. Right. And so we have this great responsibility as fathers to form them and to give them, to be the example, as, as you said, of, of being uh, an example of God to them, you know, an example of the merciful father, an example of, of God who leads you uh, in ways that you don't understand sometimes. So it's a wonderful thing that you shared that. I agree. And uh, now, uh, so, Mark, the way you uh, put that together, uh, I've got this book called Father's Manual, and I'm kind of showing that on uh, social media. You can kind of see that. There's a father's prayer that uh, I'm starting to say now, and uh, basically it, it, it goes this way. Help me to leave, to love my children no matter what. Encourage them, lead them on the right way today. Help me to share my faith in simple down-to-earth ways and let them know that I believe in them. So, Mark, you touched upon all that. So we're, you can hear the music. We're coming up to our next break. So stick around. We're going to talk with Mark some more about his great organization, Paradisa's Day. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Your church most likely has a praise and worship time. Would you be surprised to know that the songs you sing might have nothing to do with worship? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, history. Praise and worship was not a term used until the mid-60s when the Jesus people music started becoming more complex and contemporary. By the late 70s, praise and worship had become an entire entity of its own. Secondly, what is worship? It's a sacrifice. It's not singing a soft, flowy song with hands raised. The New Testament writers understood that worship was a sacrifice, that it occurred on an altar, which was and is known as a place of slaughter. Thirdly, the altar is for you. Jesus, in the holy sacrifices of the Mass, invites you to participate in His timeless sacrifice of love that truly occurs on the altar. No nightclub effects, no entertainment, no pumped-up emotion. Oh, and please don't register for the next Praise and Worship Global Seminar. Why? Because you can't teach praise and it won't include worship. Yikes! 
Hey, Donnie, name four of the seven sacraments. Baptism, confession. That's right, reconciliation. Communion. Confirmation. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, and thanks for listening and joining us uh, this morning. Uh, we are joined by, uh, by Zoom, Mark Hartfield, Vice President of Paradises Day, and we were talking about, uh, you know, the joys of uh, being a father, you know, especially a Catholic father. And Mark, uh, you know, I, uh, I kind of want to start talking about your organization, about uh, Paradises Day, and uh, there's so many great resources that your organization offers. Um, you know, uh, uh, I belong to that man as you, and uh, I love that program. And uh, but there's some other programs that you offer. So, uh, for our dear listeners, you know, um, can you start? Maybe we can start talking about that. And um, you know, when did they start? And uh, and I'm very impressed with how many people are a part of your organization and and where they're located. And uh, so, why don't we start with that, Mark? Sure. I, so we're Paradisus Day. Um, our tagline is helping families discover the superabundance of God. Mm. What we're most known for is That Man Is You, uh, which is our men's program. It's been around. Actually, this September, we will be launching into our 20th year. Awesome. Um, over those 20 years, uh, it has grown, right? Just word of mouth. We don't do a lot of advertising, actually. And this fall, That Man Is You will be hosted in around 850 parishes around the United States, Canada, and a few other countries. Wow. Um, what that means is in any given week for the 26-week program, about 40,000, 45,000 men gather all, all over, typically at 6 in the morning on a weekday <laughs> morning, uh, have a little coffee, some fellowship. We provide them a 30-minute video, right, a formation, uh, and then they break into small groups. And so it combines... Um, this band of brother fellowship that we really need, especially as men in our society, our culture, and our church, um, with great, you know, catechetical, rich Catholic teaching. So it gives the guys actually something to talk about in their small groups um, that's enriching. So that man is you has been going on. We're really excited about it. Uh, we have a few other initiatives as well. Um, we have something called Missionaries to the Family. You mentioned the Choice Wine, and we have a Mysteries of the Rosary as well. So Paradises Day is um, always launching new initiatives while at the same time continuing to uh, make that manage you better and better each and every year. So let me ask you, uh, you know, as the vice president, uh, I, I know you're busy, but, you know, take us through a typical day. I mean, are you uh, I'm kind of curious about that now. Do you do a lot of traveling? Do you go around to help uh, you know, the parish leaders to, you know, set up their uh, That Man Is You or Choice Wine. Uh, just kind of take us through a typical day or week uh, sure. in the life of Mark Hartfield as the VP of Paradises <laughs> Day. It's pretty seasonal. So the travel, the travel is seasonal. I try, based on the conversation before the break with our families, and, I, you know, I have young children. My wife actually is in ministry, and she travels as well. So we're very careful not to overdo it because um, our primary vocation is, 
each other and our family first. Right, right. So we try to we've tried to create the entire. If you think of that man as you, it was actually built out of a model of Steve Bowman being faithful to his family, not to travel too much. Therefore, we ended up with a video series, right? Mm. And we continued to do that rather than. Uh, I respect people who go around like St. Paul and travel and go everywhere every weekend, but it's not my vocational call to do that. Right. And so we we try to create. Um, as high quality videos as possible and give that to the parish teach the parish how to run a successful men's group uh, or women's group or couples group or whatever Um, so we don't do a ton of travel Um, we have a team of people called program coordinators that help with each and every parish Um, i travel i've been traveling recently around uh, the mysteries of the rosary program Mm -hmm. where we actually created a program in the holy land we can talk about that later um but a typical day in the life of (laughs) i kind of run the office here too so i have multiple roles in addition to uh content creation so i try to get here before everyone else uh so early in the morning uh depending on when i wake up and get in a few hours of work before anyone else gets here because once everyone else shows up you never know what you're going to get done (laughs) it's just you're just uh for other people at that point so try to get you know wake up pray uh at my house then i pray a rosary on the way to on the way to work we have a chapel here yeah so we can get here and pray in the chapel um i try to get in an hour or two and then hopefully go to saint john vianney for for the 9 a.m and then back to work again so um beautifully uh, we have prayer four times a day here in our office. So we have digital bells that go off. We have normal office space, but we have digital bells that go off in it. We all, we try to beeline to the chapel to pray. So we pray, uh, we pray a morning consecration and canticle of Zachariah in the morning. We pray Angelus at noon, uh, divine mercy at 3 PM and the Magnificat at 4:30. So we try to keep, keep a prayerful outlook, work and pray or at labora. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That is awesome. And uh, uh, just real quick on that man is you. So I've I've been a participant, Mark, and uh, I, you know I think we met early on, and I've been uh, going roughly uh, fifteen years, and um, or a little less than fifteen years, and uh, started at Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton here in Houston, and then uh, we uh, we were asked. Uh, I think it was by you, maybe. Uh, we had a meeting, and we were asked to set a program up at St. Maximilian Kobe, and we did that. And uh, and then I got uh, the privilege of being the donut guy and uh, pick up the donuts <laughs> at, uh, like, uh, I don't know, four, uh, like at 5.10 in the morning. Uh, we started at 5.30, Mark. So we started early. We started early, Mark. We started early at St. Maximilian Kobe. And uh just want to let you know that uh, it's going strong at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and uh, St. Maximilian Kobe all around all these different parishes, eight, over 850. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, I just want to pass a comment on to you that uh, when we do our uh, recruiting and have, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the big breakfast, invite all the men to the parish and they start attending and watching the videos, and then we get into our small groups. Our small groups are the most popular thing. And... Uh, all of the older gentlemen uh, always say that, man, I wish I had this tool back when I was a young, uh, you know, young husband, young father. And uh, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, we've heard that a lot. Uh, I would also say I've been the donut guy as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, so my first six years here, I worked out of Steve's house. So it was just the two of us. Wow. Uh, 
for a long time. And so I've, I have at every one of those roles, uh, when you're just a two person organization, you, you kind of do everything. So right. donuts, bananas, everything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I'm with, I'm with you, you know, I've done all the setup a million times. Um, but yes, so, you know, we're always seeking to try to find those younger men that we, we would just call it the actively parenting father, mm. uh, that it's hard to get those men too, because you know, you think about it, there's a certain time you, you, you kind of get married, you start having children. This is also precisely the time where things pick up in your career and in your job. It gets more demanding. You have to start to have to help driving kids to school or getting them ready and all these kind of things. And so, one, we're finding less men like that in the church and the pews, which is sad. Um, and then secondarily, it's hard sometimes for them to get to that man as you that time in the morning. So the older gentlemen naturally come. Um, they're always wishing they heard it earlier, uh, which is both a compliment and a, we hear it also as a cry out and a call to us to always try to find a younger men. We try to work really hard with the parishes when they're getting started to find those guys on their core team. Mm. The core team becomes the face of your program. And so Epiphany and Katie is starting uh, that manager this fall for the first time. Awesome. I was just there and... Um, the, the younger guy, he's about my age, uh, Chris, given the announcements at Mass, it's a perfect example. He's got five, six kids, um, and he's the one. So everyone else out in the pews is seeing someone, hey, this isn't just for the older guys. This is for younger guys, too. So that's really, really important. Um, and because of all this, Steve Bowman's actually working on an initiative to try to reach young people called What is Love? And so he's been busy working on that for the last several years. Um, and actually, we're going to have a What is Love documentary in the movie theaters on October 16th. Um, so wow. check that out. Yep, Steve's been working on that. And it'll be it'll be in the theaters for, I think, one day at least on October 16th. Wow, God is awesome. I did not know that. And uh, what a great uh, opportunity for you to be on Catholic Radio to promote that. That's awesome. I love to hear that. And uh, so real quick, uh, I'm talking to Mark, uh, Mark Hartfield. He's our guest for today, and uh, he is the vice president. I hope that's still correct, the vice president of Paradisa's Day. I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I just wanted to share uh, real quick uh, what I tell people at our parishes is that uh, that man is you is basically happy hour, but in the morning, right? It's happy hour before you go to work. And instead of beer and drinks, you have coffee and donuts. I mean, it's the reverse happy hour. And so, uh, when and I promise, when you leave a uh, that man is you meeting, uh, you are you are on fire. You're on fire, mm -hmm. and uh, you just want to be the best dad, best best husband for that day. And uh, so, real quick, as uh, I want to kind of promote uh, your organization, can you tell us your website and uh, also tell us about some of the other. Uh, I'm on your website right now, but you uh, have also Mysteries of the Rosary, the Choice Wine. You have things for women as well. So tell us again, uh, tell us your website and then uh, these other two uh, programs that you have. Right. Uh, the easiest way to get to our website is just do tmiy.org. Okay, good. That's the, that's the fastest way to get there. Otherwise, I'll have to have you spell <laughs> Paradisus Day in Latin, and you'll, who knows where you'll end up. Um, but that man is you. You can just put it in Google. So Mysteries of the Rosary is the latest project um, that we have going. And gosh, um, it's it's been amazing. 
So a couple years ago, I was praying a rosary in the morning on my way to work and just received the call loud and clear. God speaks in the silence, right, in the stillness. Uh, but he speaks quietly but loudly, you know what I mean? Um, so two years, that was two years ago, and we hit the ground running. So we created a program um, called Mysteries of the Rosary, and it's a four-part series. But the idea is going to go to the Holy Land and create a, an entire episode filmed on location of all the mysteries in the life of Christ, all 20 of the mysteries. And so we're going to do one per year. So what's already launched and available right now is the Sorrowful Mysteries. It's seven episodes. And there are thirdisans in schools, uh, Catholic schools, uh, men's groups, women's groups. It, it works for all of those things. So there's an introduction episode, and then you have the five mysteries. Each one has an entire episode. So for example, for the agony in the garden, I'm in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm. um, talking from there, walking through the mystery. And our aspiration is to enter into the mystery, not try to solve it, but enter into these mysteries in the life of Christ. Um, JP2 said, we need to rediscover the rosary in light of Scripture. And as we pray this rosary, he said, the sign of a meaningful and fruitful rosary is a contemplation of Christ with Our Lady. And so to re-understand it as this is an extremely Christocentric prayer. These are, this is a gaze at Jesus Christ through the eyes of Our Lady. So that John Paul II, he went as far as saying Mary's life was a rosary. I love that statement. Um, her life was a rosary. Her life was a contemplation of Christ. And so that's what we're trying to do. Um, you can go to therosaryseries.com. Wow. Check that out. Well, Mark, thank you so much. I know you have other uh, programs set up for families and, and, uh, and uh, our, uh, our wives. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And go to Paradises Day, thatmanisyou.org. We'll be right back. So many of us carry such heavy burdens. She's having a relationship with George. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Deep within, we struggle because sin separates us from God. But thanks to the grace of confession, God compassionately listens, forgives, and sets us free. So if it's been a while since you've been to confession or mass, come home and experience a fresh start. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Who did God use to get John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Here's your choices. Could it have been Simeon or St. Joseph or maybe an unknown prophet? Maybe Jesus. Who was it? Your answer in a moment. Secondly, so what methods do we see in the New Testament for Christians receiving the Holy Spirit? Well, it was usually through the laying on of hands. Peter and John laid hands on those in Samaria. St. Paul laid hands on those believers in Ephesus. Prior to that, we see Jesus merely breathing on the apostles. So here's your answer. A greeting. Yes, a greeting. You see, after Gabriel's powerful annunciation to the Virgin Mary, a simple, profound greeting from Mary to Elizabeth caused John the Baptist to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as a result, he leaped in her womb. Now, to all my daring Pentecostal church friends, no matter how much you pray in tongues over someone, this method won't work. Why? Because it's not a method. It was the divine team of the Blessed Trinity, Gabriel, Mary, and Elizabeth. And that, my friend, will not happen again. I actually was gone from the Catholic Church for 35 years. I want to get to heaven. I don't know if I will. I mean, I worry about it. But I not only want to get to heaven at the moment of my death, I want to find as much heaven as possible here on earth. So I need help. 
I don't know why I turned on my radio because I've kept my radio off for years. And once I turned it on, I was absolutely hooked. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Hi, I'm Megan. You're listening to AM 1430, KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Good morning, Catholic Drive Time family. Happy Friday to you. Casual Friday? Casual Friday? I think so. Hey, thank you for joining us this morning. I hope your morning is going well. I hope it's going well. Uh, man, we just had a great talk with Mark Hartfield, and um, it kind of came up fast. Uh, Taylor, I didn't know that. Uh, I think my clock is different from y'all's clock. I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to check on that. Uh, I'll check with Microsoft and see what's the problem. But anyway, uh, just to fi- uh, finish up with uh, what Mark was talking about, um, Check out their website. Check out their website. Uh, that man is that tmiy.org, I think is what he said, or Google that, and they'll lead you to the Paradises Day uh, website. They've got great programs set up for men and women, for uh, families, and so uh, please uh, check them out. All right, Rudy. Yes, sir. How's it going? It's going great. And, uh, you know, before we get too far, I want to... I want to just welcome into the, the Guadalupe Radio Network family the uh, the listeners of Amarillo, Texas. We just have uh, some amazing have a uh, stations. Or, uh... Yeah, do we have a plaza? Yeah, thank you, Taylor. There you go. Yeah. New listeners coming from Amarillo. Awesome. Um, six stations. There's three in English and three in Spanish of uh, St. Valentine's Catholic Radio, and they're now part of the GRN, and uh, we're so excited to keep giving them Catholic radio over the way uh, the airwaves there on the uh, the Texas Panhandle. I kind of want to go up there. I hear there's mountains there, but um, anyway, we're really grateful to Dale Artho and the St. Valentine's Catholic Radio Board, and we really look forward to to uh, carrying the uh, the work of evangelization to continuing that through the power of radio. So thank you to our our new dear listeners in Amarillo. Welcome to the Guadalupe Radio Network family. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you know, Rudy, as the uh, business manager for the whole network, I've been working behind the scenes, um, working behind the scenes to get to help. In uh, the shadows. In the shadows. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get to do the fun stuff like the insurance and uh, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, you know, getting to making sure we got all the uh, the limits are correct and we got all the stations and uh, buildings all uh, insured. So right. I get to do all that fun stuff, Rudy. You That's know, awesome, man. <laughs> I, I can see you and Taylor uh, laughing at me there. So, uh, but yeah, business manager, I get to see all that. So, uh, welcome, Amarillo. Welcome to Catholic Radio. Uh, you've been playing Catholic Radio, I know, but uh, you know, this is a uh, Catholic Drive Time. I hope you like our show. And uh, uh, Rudy, is this the segment we uh, talk about what's concerning us, or did we pass that? Or we've passed that, but uh, we have some time here. And you know, I'd like to read a comment from one of our, our dear listeners who uh, who took our, our challenge to give us uh, something that they love about being a dad. Uh, this is Master Baker, who uh, lives actually in Midland, Midland, uh, they Texas. They have this uh, wonderful bakery. If uh, he comments again, <laughs> what the name of the bakery is, we'll, we'll give them a shout out. But uh, he says that. Uh, Quote, I have to say that I love to embarrass my kids. It's not the best thing to do, but I enjoy 
And uh, and I have to be honest, it makes me laugh, unquote. That's from Master Baker, and uh, that's his favorite thing of uh, being a father. He also says that um, it's always uh, public displays of affection by uh, by uh, uh, his daughter's mom. That's, uh, <laughs> that makes her uh, cringe a little bit, but uh, she loves that as well. So wonderful conversation there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Rudy, uh, I think you and I were talking during the break, but uh, dad jokes. Dad jokes. You know. Yeah, what's your best dad joke? Well, uh, don't put me on the spot. Let me, uh, but uh, I don't, let me think about that. Uh, but I like, I like joking around with my girls and, uh, you know, uh, saying silly stuff and, uh, and uh, trying to make them laugh. And uh, we have this uh, ongoing uh, joke between all the girls of, uh, you know, who's the funniest? The, <laughs> Between and, you and and, and, and mom? my girl, no, no, and, oh, just in uh, my daughters. Yeah, so I have four. <laughs> I have four daughters, and uh, so when we get together, you know, we try to make each other laugh and have fun. And one of the ongoing jokes is, uh, one of them will say, "Yeah, I'm the funniest," and then we start breaking into arguments of, "No, I'm the funniest," and uh, and uh, that's the kind of thing that I think a dad uh, can bring to the family. All right, let me put you on the spot here, David. Okay. okay. All right. Just between you and I. Just between you and me. Okay. All right. Who's your favorite daughter? Oh, man. <laughs> Just kidding. I know, right? Let me get back with you on that one. Uh, you, know what, uh, you know what's so funny, uh, Rudy, is that, you know, I have four daughters. They're all different. Yeah. I mean, they're all different. And uh, this, it just blows me away of... Uh, uh, just all the different uh, their their values, their characteristics, uh, they're all different. And uh, you would kind of think that you'd have two that are kind of similar and stuff like that. No way. No, all my four daughters are different. and uh, That's cool. That is neat. And, uh, you know, uh, so my wife and I, we, uh, we're outnumbered. Yes, we are outnumbered. Uh, we, uh, you know, so we kind of have to tag team to make sure, you know, we keep them Keep them going, uh, keep them strong. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of neat to see that. So uh, I can't wait to see for your family how that how that goes. So David, you know, I it, being a young father and uh, not having uh, you know really a lot of people that I can turn to for help. You know, to to kind of uh, form who who had formative uh, you know uh, relationships with their with their families and stuff like that. Um, I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. Does it get easier? No, no. Dang. I, I hate to say that, uh, but no. But you know, but Rudy, though, you know, we're the, as the men, as the uh, spiritual leaders of the family, as the uh, providers for the family. You know what? What? What would you expect, though? Right? Yeah, I know. You know, like <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we got to be there for our wives. You know, and then uh, as you start having kids, and you got to. Then you got to double up and say, "Okay, I got to be there for my wife and my and my family, my kids." Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, it just reminds me we're not made for comfort. No, you know, no, and uh, and that's why I think you know for Catholic men, uh, that's why it's so important. Two things: pray, pray, and uh, you know, ask for guidance, and also uh, find that band of brothers. Find that band of brothers. Uh, I remember working in the oil and gas industry. You know, uh, let me share this story with you. So working in the oil and gas industry for over 30 years, uh, you know, it took a toll in mm-hmm. terms of uh, just, uh, you know, family life, relationships. And uh, and uh, it took me a while to figure that out. And um, 
I was nearing towards the end uh, before I moved to Waterloo Radio Network, and I decided one day uh, to bring a crucifix uh, to work, mm-hmm. and uh, that was going to be something that I wanted to talk about uh, the rest of this uh, segment. Um, I brought a crucifix, and uh, I have it here with me. This is the uh, same crucifix. That's the one. That's the one. And uh, what I did is uh, working downtown in uh, these uh, little offices that we had, I placed it on my laptop. It's a black-surfaced uh, laptop. So it stood out, and you could see it as people walked by. Well, guess what? People walked by, and they said, hey, I didn't know you were Catholic. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know you were Catholic either. And so then we started talking. And then so more people were coming by, and we were talking about that, you know, I, I didn't know you were Catholic, David. And I'm like, well, shoot, uh, Joe, I didn't know you were Catholic either. And so... Um, that kind of leads to this point of, uh, for us men, uh, for the women as well, will somebody be able to tell that you're Catholic? Mm. Can somebody, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, Rudy, out on the street, in the restaurant, shop, you know, at a grocery store, and uh, somebody encounters you and, and you start talking to them, will they know that you're Catholic? Well, it depends on if they're uh, trying to sell me something. If you're trying to solicit something to me, I'm the meanest guy around. What? What? <laughs> come on, come on. If you're trying to, if you come up to my door and you're knocking on my door and you want to sell me something, I'm sorry, but you're not going to experience Christ at the moment. I got you. I'm sorry to say. But, I got you. But let's say, but uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to make that as a uh, poll question as as well, but. Uh, you know, what, what is it that we can do that shows, you know, we're Catholic? You know, I don't, I don't wear uh, a lot of jewelry, mm-hmm. you know, so I know people wear uh, crucifixes, you know, yeah. around their neck. And uh, I've got this band, uh, wristband, that I wear. And, you know, uh, somebody gave it to me from um, uh, one of our sponsors. And uh, it's a uh, Loving Choice uh, Pregnancy Help Center. Mm-hmm. The ca- it's a Catholic Pregnancy Help Center here in Houston. And uh, it says on here, uh, Catholic for life. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And it says hashtag Catholic for life. So, you know, Rudy, my greatest worry is that, uh, you know, what if, uh, you know, leaving today we get in a car accident or whatever and, you know, we're badly injured or, you know, near death. You know, will somebody call a priest? Ooh, that's my worst fear. Me too. That is my worst fear. Me too. So how, how will somebody know if you're Catholic and uh, that... You know, for a Catholic, you want that priest. Hey, you know, you, you wish you could give you, you, you know, here's my phone, call so-and-so, Father so-and-so, give them a call. I need them to come right now. Mm. Right? Man, we should prepare for that, you know. I, I did a, a podcast a long time ago. Uh, I, 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 I want to say I used to, I, I still do this podcast with my good friend Jordan, but unfortunately I've fallen off the track and it's completely my fault. But, you know, I did this episode about preparing for death. And one of the suggestions uh, for maintaining a a life of prayer is to actually pick a day out of the month and pretend like that's the last day that you're going to be around. Essentially, Mm. you're just preparing for death, right? I mean, you go to confession, you make a great examination of conscience, you you go and you you go through it. And and it reminds you again that that life is very fleeting, you know, and and that uh, that that we do have uh, uh, an intentional way of living out our Catholic faith so that. you know, we don't have to worry about those those uh, unexpected moments, right? Because our Lord says, you know, he's going to come back like a thief in the night. But that's also the case for, for death. You know, we, we never know 
when our time is up. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So, uh, you know, dear listener, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have, you know, the right answers for all of that. And those, so, so those are my, that's my uh, concerning moment, um, you know, and, um, and I guess, you know, just be prepared, right? I guess, you know, uh, go to confession. Uh, here in my father's manual, it talks about, you know, going to confession once a month. Mm. Going to confession once a month. Uh, Man, for me, it's every two weeks. I got to go every two weeks. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's a great, great uh, habit. That's a great way to look at that. And um, also pray. Uh, so uh, I have this father's manual, and I'm kind of, and I'm showing this on on video, and you can catch us on video, uh, Rudy, right? Uh, YouTube, Facebook, yeah, X. We are, we're on Odyssey. We're on. Uh, we're also we have a Telegram chat if you want to join that. Wow. Uh, I think next week Adrian's going to be sending out an email, uh, so you have to go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt to sign up for our email list, and Adrian sends out an invite to our super secret. Top secret, exclusive VIP wow. uh, Telegram chat, which you can join, and we uh, we take the show like pretty much all day long. You know, you can contact us, you can uh, you know ask for prayers, you can do all kinds of stuff there. But it's a great forum for us to talk about. Awesome. Uh, look out for that email. Yeah, awesome. Uh, man, there's so much to do, so much to share. Uh, I could talk about being a dad. Uh, all day long, forever. <laughs> uh, maybe we should make a segment of that uh, for you, for uh, Catholic Drive Dime. But before I forget, we have something coming up in the next segment. That's right. Yes, we have our game show. And uh, prizes are at stake, dear listener. So you can call in. You can hedge your bets, actually. You can call in <laughs> early. Uh, we don't mind that at all. I'm going to give out the phone number, if you don't mind, David. one 757 9424 You can call right now and be our participant in the, the game show. And as I said, prizes are at stake. And, you know, every week we have different sponsors. And uh, since, you know, we had a shorter week today with the uh, the Assumption of Our Lady on Tuesday, I didn't want to shortchange any of our, our sponsors. So uh, we're going to be giving out a Coffee Cup of Divine Providence replica. That's a CDT prize pack. So if you want to win that, call one eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four right after this short break. Wow, I saw the, the, the phone line up, light up right there. So it looks like we have our contestant. But uh, fear not, there's an opportunity next week as well. We uh, we have fear and trembling every week. So, yeah, thank you, David. Yeah, and uh, is it, can we say the last trivia? No. No, I'm, if you're watching on uh, on the uh, the social media platforms, uh, you know we kind of had a little bit of a clickbaity article uh, a title here. <laughs> the last show, nothing will be the same again. Well, we're talking about our pseudo renovations. Just in case you missed that conversation, you can go back to to listen to it in the podcast form once that's posted later today. Yeah, I'm anxious, and uh, you know we, uh, man, Rudy, time is going so fast. But uh, <laughs> but here at roughly 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, we got the crews ready. We have yeah. got the crews ready to start dismantling. They're this. out in the hallway smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just you know, yeah, union uh, union union laws uh, require that they get breaks. You know, every <laughs> uh, fifteen minutes, every thirty minutes. But uh, but you know, dear listener, here's the music. That means we are going to a break. Uh, it sounds like we have a uh, caller called in already. And uh, but stick around. The uh, fear and trembling Catholic trivia game is next. Come on back. Go grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back.
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Many committed Christians hold to this axiom. If it's in the Bible, I believe it, and that settles it. Well, here you go. 1 Timothy 2 states the following about women as related to church life. No braiding the hair, no gold jewelry, no pearls. Just learn in silence and do not teach. Does your pastor comply with these biblical instructions? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, an unpleasant fact. Many self-proclaimed Bible-only churches, sadly, will pick and choose what parts of the Bible are implemented in the life of the church. Secondly, Catholic catechism. Be especially attentive to, quote, the content and unity of the whole scripture. And thirdly, a tough comeback. In order to understand the sacred author's intention, we must take into account culture, audience, and the literary genre. So if your Bible-only church does not strictly obey those instructions, then tell me the reason why. Well, we know, you know, 80% of your church is handled by women. So with those instructions in force, many women will leave your church, maybe even the pastor's wife. Out. I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. I mean, the reason we sin is because sin is fun. But it's, it's self-love sin. But it's amazing with God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, and uh, we are going to start our um, fear, and <laughs> fear and Trembling Catholic Trivia Game. That's going to be fun. I love that music. I love that music. Uh, it gets me up and running and, uh, you know, jumping around in my chair. That's uh, really great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so my name is David Magianis. I'm the uh, business manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, the last substitute for the uh, Catholic Drive Time, filling in for Adrian Fonseca, who's probably on the last leg of his well-deserved vacation. I'm joined uh, in the studio here in Houston with Taylor Van Nest and Car uh, Rudy Carlos, and uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Shout-out to our Amarillo listeners. Thank you so much for joining the Guadalupe Radio Network family, and uh, hope you're having a good day. I hope everybody's having a great Friday. It is Casual Friday. So... Uh, I guess we're going to move forward with this game, and uh, shall we bring in the guest now? And uh, we need to find out who that is, right? Yeah, I believe we have Evan from Shirts, Texas, uh, on the line. But, but before we get to Evan, let me just say, you know, we did have a short week this week. Um, typically, we have a, uh, a different game show sponsor, and we love to feature all of our, our Catholic artisans, all of our Catholic makers on this game show. And if you'd like to... Uh, to sponsor the game show next week or in the next coming weeks, make sure to send me an email at rudy at grnonline.com. And we love to to feature you and, and all of your businesses, and uh, hopefully it's fruitful for you. But if you're interested in that, call me or actually email me at rudy at grnonline.com. But the prize this week that we're going to draw for today is a replica of the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence. Whoa. Okay, David, wow. David, you drink coffee, right? Oh, yes. Okay, Adrian doesn't. He, he hates coffee. He doesn't like it. Somehow. Uh, I don't know what. Weird guy. Strange. I right? know. But, exactly. So we have the original coffee cup of Divine Providence. It was found 
next to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Actually, one of the scrolls was sitting inside of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so nice. we, can't, we can't give that one away. It's a relic. Darn. Okay. Okay. But we're giving away a replica. And uh, since you're a coffee drinker, I'm gonna, just going to tell you, it makes your coffee taste 80% better. So if wow. you put Folgers in there and you're thinking, wow, this is a Folgers mo- moment, you know, the best part of waking up, it's actually going to be way better. You're talking about like a small lot, the kind of kind of coffee you can only get, you know, in certain areas of the world. Okay. So it's going to taste a lot better out of this cup. And we're going to throw in some other goodies here as well. But uh, we're going to get to uh, to Evan now. Evan, good morning. Hello, Evan. Hello. Whoa. Uh, what is your name? Evan. Uh, Evan. Okay, sorry. Evan. Uh, and where are you calling from, Evan? Shirts, Texas. Shirts, Texas. Is that near San Antonio? Yeah. All right. Is it next to uh, Pants, Texas? <laughs> Shirts, pants, get it? Oh, oh. We need a we need one of those buttons. We do have yeah, one of those. You gotta add one of those buttons. Okay, all right. So Evan, thank you for joining us on uh, Catholic Drive Time and uh can you tell us which parish you go to? Uh, I go to Good Shepherd Catholic Church. All right, Good Shepherd, good. good Shepherd. And uh we get a lot of calls, Rudy, from the San Antonio area, so uh we know that uh San Antonio really represents, and uh, we want to give a shout-out to those guys. They uh, do a great job uh, listening all throughout the day on the Guadalupe Radio Network. So, uh, Evan, have you played before? Have you? Uh, is this your first time? Uh, are you a, a pro at this? Uh, I've called three times before. Okay, but maybe the first time to play, huh? No, I've played three times, too. Okay, all right. So you knew all the rules, but I'm going to have Rudy... Uh, Kind of go over the rules for yeah. our new listeners, especially, hey, Rudy, for all our Amarillo listeners for as well. Amarillo listener. If you've never heard about Fear and Trembling, you're thinking, whoa, what is this fanfare? What is this? Well, it's a Catholic trivia game show, and you don't have to know any of the answers to call in. So I hope next week we're going to get some Amarillo callers. You don't have to know any of the, the, the answers to the questions because David is going to ask me three of these questions i'm going to give you a correct answer or an incorrect answer and all you have to do is you have a 50 50 chance of guessing whether i'm telling the truth or i'm telling a lie if i'm being tricky if i'm being a snake oil salesman or i'm telling you the truth and i'm just being a straight shooter so once you answer those questions every correct answer gets you one chance into the coffee cup of divine providence so every day you have three opportunities and at the end of the week, we draw from all of those entries in the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence, and we draw the prize. And that's today. We, and uh, today we are drawing the prize. So all right. Maybe it'll be Evan. Who knows? All right. So, uh, Evan, are you ready to start? Yes. All right. So uh, I think we'll have some music there, uh, Taylor. And uh, there you go. All right. First question, Evan. Here is the first question. So is there a retirement age for the Pope? Is there a retirement age for the Pope? So, Rudy, I see you're thinking. You're deep in thought. I mean, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah, you know, uh, they took the advice of the Supreme Court, and they said, yeah, we're going to institute a retirement age. And once you hit 65, you're out, bud. Even though the Supreme Court doesn't have uh... What do you mean, David? Well, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But in there, it's okay. All right, so you're saying that, yes, there is... There is a term limit. Wow, a term limit uh, set by the uh, Supreme Court in the United States. Yeah, they took... They they, they set the example. 
Wow. Okay. Believe it or not. All right, Evan. I, I I can't tell. I'm looking at Rudy right now. I can't tell. I can't tell what he's what uh, if it's a lie or if it's uh, the truth. What do you say, Evan? What do you think? I think Rudy's wrong. Rudy is wow. wrong. Wow. wow. Answer is. Yeah, Evan got it right. <laughs> the Supreme Court. Come on. Hopefully, they never institute that. I want to see. I want to see the Pope die in the office. Wow. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like to the end. You know, like such a wonderful office to to, to hold and uh, no kidding the dignity of it. You know? No kidding. Okay. All right. So one for one, Evan. Great start. All right. Question number two. What were the horns that brought down the walls of Jericho made of? What were they made out of? The horns that brought down the walls of Jericho. That's a great story, too. I love that story. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're a sports guy. Yes. Right? So, you know, back when they had the uh, the World Cup over in South Africa, this yeah. must have been like 2012 or something like that. Right, right, right. Well, they had all of these plastic horns. They're called vuvuzelas. That's actually what brought down the walls of Jericho, <laughs> vuvuzelas. And that's why they banned them. The day after they uh, started the the the, uh, the World Cup there in uh, in South Africa, can you say that word again? Vuvuzela. How do you spell that? Uh, don't ask. Me. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but it makes that weird noise, right? It's a very loud, yeah. kind of like that. It sounds okay. like bees. Okay, so that's kind of a recent, uh, but but they had it back then. Yes. You're saying that's that? Yes. You know, uh, it's made of plastic, yeah. where they found our coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. That's where they found this as well. State of the art plastic. Wow. Okay. All right. Evan, what do you think about that? <clears throat> the, uh, I can't, uh, what is the word again, uh, Rudy? The, what's the, the horse? Vuvuzela. 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 Made out of plastic. Made out of plastic. All right. Evan, what, what, what say you? I say Rudy's wrong again. What? Wow. Wow, <laughs> man. Evan, you are correct. Rudy told another lie. <laughs> But uh, actually, a confession. I uh, know. Actually, these are Rams horns, the Rams horns from Los Angeles. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, Rams horns. Uh, good try, Rudy. Good try. All right. Question number three. Question number three. Evan, if you're ready, here is the question: Which modern pope abolished the tradition of papal coronations? All right. So it was actually John Paul I. Can you believe that? Uh, some people think it's it's um, Paul the Sixth. It's actually John Paul the First. I mean, he had a very said, short. We will never do this ever again. He had a very short time, right, as a pope, right? Yeah, it was actually a tragic thing to abolish this tradition because it really shows the entire world that the pope is the vicar of Christ. He's like the supreme ruler, right? He's the person that that, that Christ established to rule over. So. Yeah, it's too bad we don't have that. John Paul I, he uh, abolished it. Pope John Paul I is Rudy's answer. So, Evan, which modern pope abolished the tradition of papal coronations? Rudy says Pope John Paul I. What say you, Evan? Uh, I think he's right this time. <laughs> he's right. Let's see. And the answer is yes, he is right. It is Pope John Paul I. Uh, so I did not know that. Yeah, I did not uh, know that. Surprising, right? Yeah, exactly. All, All right. right. So while you're writing and uh, putting in Evans, uh, I'm shuffling the. Oh, you already got him in now. there. You're shuffling. Yeah, I'm uh, shuffling him in there. I knew Evan. He, you know, he's a return caller. So, and I know he's a professional. So I put three just. 
because I knew he was going to get it. So let's get a drum roll going here as I shuffle these these entries here, and we're going to find out who won the okay. replica of the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence this week. Okay. All right. You tell me when to pick. Three, two, one, now. All right. And the winner is... It's Evan! What? Wow! Oh, Evan! Yeah. Congratulations, brother. Hey, that's a new sound. Nice. Hey, nice. That's, that's kind of what a Vuvuzela sounds like. That's I, I was about to say. Is that what the sound is? <laughs> yeah. All right. Stick on the air, Evan, and uh, um, stay on the air. And when we finish our show here in a couple of more minutes, uh, somebody will get your information. And uh, can we make sure that uh, the coffee cup that the Evan receives touches touches yeah. the... Uh, it would be a third-class relic. It would be third-class, right? Third-class. Yeah. Okay. Hey, is there a chance we can uh, autograph that? And uh, Oh, for sure. We'll get you to, to sign it this all time. All right. Yeah. I get to do that. So, Evan, thank you for joining us and uh, continue listening to uh, Catholic Drive Time. I'm glad you won. And uh, be sure to share, uh, you know, the Guadalupe Radio Network with all your friends and family. So, uh, you know, Rudy? Hello. You know, Rudy? Uh, yes. Oh, you still there? Yeah, we're just yeah. gonna we're gonna put you on hold there, Evan, and we're gonna get your information so we can mail it okay. out to you. But yeah, yeah. stay on. So, uh, Rudy and Taylor, thank you for uh, allowing me to come in and uh, host with you guys. I appreciate that. The last show. It is the last show before the renovations. Now uh, we still have one more segment to go, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, dear listener, if you're listening on the radio, uh, we're gonna send you to the Holy Mass here in a couple of minutes, and uh, but. Dear listener, uh, if you want to continue our talks where uh, we get on our social media platforms, we uh, maybe take off our jackets, Rudy, and let our hair down, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics and subjects, so uh, stick around. Again, thank you for listening, and uh, I hope and have a blessed day, casual Friday. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Friday in the 19th week of Ordinary Time. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is offered for all those who are joining us on Guadalupe Radio, online, and those here present. O God of loveliness, O Lord of heaven above, how worthy to possess my heart's devoted love. So sweet thy countenance, 
so gracious to behold that only glance were bliss untold. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua gathered together all the tribes of Israel at Shemin, summoning their elders and their leaders, their judges and their officers. When they stood in ranks before God, Joshua addressed all the people. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, in times past your fathers down to Terah, father of Abraham and Nahor, dwelt beyond the river and served other gods. But I brought your father Abraham from that region beyond the river and led him through the entire land of Canaan. I made his descendants numerous and gave him Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I assigned the mountain region of Seir, in which to settle while Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and smote Egypt with the prodigies which I thought were in her midst. Afterwards I led you out of Egypt, and when you reached the sea, the Egyptians pursued your fathers to the Red Sea with chariots and horsemen. But they cried out to the Lord. He put darkness between your people and the Egyptians, upon whom he brought the sea, so that it engulfed them. After you witnessed what I did in Egypt and dwelt a long time in the desert, I brought you into the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I delivered them into your power. You took possession of their land and destroyed them, the two kings of the Amorites before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moah, prepared to war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, son of Belwar, to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. On the contrary, he had to bless you and saved you from him. Once you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, but I delivered them also into your power, and I sent the hornets ahead of you that drove them, the Amorites, Perizzites, 
Canaanites, Hittites, Jirogashnites, Hivites, Jesbusti, out of your way. But it was not your sword or bow. I gave you a land that you had not filled and cities that you had not built to dwell in. You have eaten the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Responsorial Psalm. His mercy endures forever. His, His mercy, mercy endures forever. forever. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, and his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Who has led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever who smote great kings for his mercy endures forever and slew powerful kings for his mercy endures forever. His, his mercy, mercy endures, endures forever. forever. And made their land a heritage for his mercy endures forever. The heritage of Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever and freed us from our foes for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Receive the word of God not as the word of man, but as it truly is the word of God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some Pharisees approached Jesus and tested him, saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause whatever? He said in reply, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together Man must not separate. They said to him, Then why did Moses command that a man that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, and marries another commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If that is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. He answered, Not all can accept this word, but only those to whom that is granted. Some are incapable of marriage because they were born so, some because they were made so by others, some because they have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Whoever can accept this ought to accept it. Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Before wading into the controversy in the gospel today, always a difficult one to preach in a short time, we looked at that first reading from the book of Joshua. Yesterday, of course, the book today, and we'll hear from the book of Joshua tomorrow. Uh, basically, it shows how God, in his initiative, led his people from slavery to freedom, but also God's fidelity. But it always begins with God. That is the key in the book of Joshua. So yesterday we heard how the Israelites crossed the Jordan and are then, of course, going to overcome Jericho by breaking down the walls. Now we hear how God, at every single instant in the journey of Israel, their call, and in every moment, God has been and has, was, gave the initiative and God has been faithful. And then tomorrow we'll hear Joshua basically give his final exhortation to the Israelites to be faithful to God. Either follow him or don't follow him, but make your decision now. So as he says, for, as for me and my family, we're going to follow the Lord. That initiative and fidelity is actually what we see in the gospel today. Christ reminds us that marriage is something that God initiated. We don't necessarily think so today. <laughs> we call marriage all kinds of different things in modern families, all kinds of several different kinds of definitions. But he says, from the beginning it was not so. God created the male and female. And for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The Pharisees, when they come to Jesus, they're asking him, of course, about divorce. Why did Moses permit divorce? And they're referring specifically to Deuteronomy. Because remember, in the Old Testament, when God first wrote the law, he wrote it with his own hand, and he gave that law to Moses. Moses came down from the mountain. There's the golden calf. Moses smashes those, those commandments. They had already broken the covenant with the Lord. He goes back up the mountain, and then Moses dictates what God had said to him. And he brings those commandments down. But all the people were still unfaithful. And because they were still unfaithful, God, in a, in a way, we could put it in, in this way, God sort of dumbed things down so that they could live this covenant that God had initiated. And so he wrote the, the, the Deuteronomic law, the second law. And this is in the second law is where the possibility of divorce is put in. But from the beginning, it was not so. This was not God's plan. And that's why in the Catholic Church, we don't have divorce. We have things, such a thing called an annulment, which is say that when the couple initiated, tried to initiate that, there was something lacking in that moment. And so there was not a bond that was actually formed. It's hard for people, of course, who have lived in, lived in that that union for so long and then all of a sudden to say it, it, it breaks up, how could it have not it never been in the beginning? But it really is to say that at some point, right at the very initially, that the couple, were, there was not something, that, there was something lacking there. So it is not, we don't say annulments are Catholic divorce, but rather what we say is that sometimes because of our human weakness, two people simply can't get along. But from the beginning it was not so. Marriage is something that was initiated by God, and by his grace, the couple are able to remain faithful, and only by his grace, truly by his grace. Let us ask the Lord, especially for those who have struggled in marriage, uh, those who have had to go through that process, the very, sometimes very painful process of annulment, 
to remember the beauty that God has called, the beauty that he has initiated in bringing a man and a woman together to join themselves to become one flesh. That is only by his grace that they can always, that couples, married couples can always rely on. And to remember too, St. Paul, he raises that bar so high, he says, when he, when he shows that the mar- that marriage is really a reflection of God's, Christ's fidelity to his church. That's the beauty of the calling, the initiative of God. He's called it to be this radiant symbol of God's fidelity and his initiative and his way of loving us and loving us in the church. So I said, remember those who, who struggle. And always remember the, the beauty that God, has call, that God has called us to, especially couples. And of those who are struggling, to remember to always rely on God's grace, to hum, use all the human means that are, that are out there, in, that are present to us out there in the world, to be able to radiate more clearly, more beautifully, the call that, that God has initiated and is always faithful to, of joining them, themselves together to become one flesh. We have all gathered here, dear brothers and sisters, to celebrate the mysteries of our redemption. Let us therefore ask Almighty God that the whole world may be watered from these springs of our blessing and life. For all who have bowed themselves to God, especially those who have covenanted themselves in marriage in the Holy Church, that with the help of God they may faithfully keep to their resolve and their vows. Let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray for peace among nations, to the end of all war and violence and terrorism and to, to all human trafficking. That, us, that we, the people of God, delivered from all turmoil, may serve God in freedom of heart. Let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray for the elderly who suffer from isolation or sickness, that they may be strengthened by our love of them as brothers and sisters. Let us pray to the Lord. Let's pray for ourselves gathered here or joining us online through Guadalupe Radio, that as God does not cease to sustain us with the things of this life, we may know how to use them in such a way that we may hold even now to the things that endure forever. Let us pray to the Lord. May your mercy seat you, O Lord, be with your people who cry to you, so that what they seek at your prompting they may obtain by your ready generosity through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
pray dearly beloved that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father be pleased O Lord to accept the offerings of your church for in your mercy you have given them to be offered and by your power you transform them into the mystery of our salvation through Christ our Lord the Lord be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks Lord Holy Father Almighty and eternal God for in goodness you created man and when he was justly condemned in mercy you redeemed him through Christ our Lord through him the angels praise your majesty dominions adore and powers tremble before you heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation may our voices we pray join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim sanctus 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 dominus deus sabaoth pleni sunt celi et terra gloria tua Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini. Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, 
we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Michael our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, Qui tolis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be. The bread that I will give, says the Lord, is my flesh for the life of the world. 
those not here present, those who are not able to receive communion, we pray together the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and as I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Sacrament most holy, O Sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine, O Sacrament most holy. O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Let us pray. May the communion in your sacrament that we have consumed Save us, O Lord, and confirm us in the light of your truth, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence. I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. James Pineda with the Catholic Organization of Life. You're listening to AM 1430, KSHJ Houston, the glue that holds Houston's Catholic community together. Part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. 